Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, hey, tell me about that meatball sub experience you just oh, had. Oh, my Lord. No, I mean, like, well, the line was really long and, like, do you ever get mad about things you can't control? Like, like, like you're like far back in the line of traffic. And sometimes you're just like, I just want to beat my horn at these people. And it's like, yeah. that's going to accomplish nothing. Yeah. You know, it's just going to like upset everybody and make things harder. And da, 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 da. You know, so there's that. But um, that's how I felt about uh, waiting in line for a slice of pizza. At Goodfellas. You know, I, I like there are multiple points where I walked away from the bar and looked at the line and it was like six or seven deep. And I was just like, I felt Pretty myself out for a Monday. Eh? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, there's all like lately only been one person like working the, the case of pizza, yeah. you know? Um, so like, you know, they like, it's just been one person like having to put it in that oven that heats it up and do all that. And I was just sort of like, you know what? I don't want to like, you know, be the straw that broke the camel's back on that. So, and I was getting irrationally mad at the people who were standing in line. I was like, go away. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and I was, and well, well, no, and then like, you know, my rational mind comes in and it's like, well, you know, you all have as much of a reason to be here that I do. So, yep. So, yep, I was yep, yep. To, but I, how I was, was how was the sub itself? Oh, it was really good. I mean, it, it comes in kind of like two halves, you know, I think it's like a eight inch sub all told, but yeah, no, it was pretty good. I got a, I got a cup of ranch with it, you know, to kind yeah, of, I don't know if I, I've maybe, I think I've had a calzone from Goodfellas many, yeah. many years ago at the Covington location, but honestly, I've gotten pizza 95 plus. Percent oh yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah. So. Well, well, the one that I have was uh, called the Al Pacino. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the Al Pacino. Gentlemen, how the fuck are you? Psycho uh, Tom and the bell. What up? Ready? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 110. My name is Brett Jagger, along with podcasting extraordinaire. Beaumont Rand. I hadn't thought of anything, <laughs> but, but you are that. Uh, I am that. I am that. I'm. 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 I'm drooling out my mouth. You have got what four shows you work on now, three. including this one? Okay, three. Three. Yeah. Three. Quinceanera. Yeah. That's fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. A, a girl's fifteenth birthday. A Spanish-speaking well, girl's fifteenth birthday. How are you? Oh, I'm great. You know, I've just uh, oh, um, you know, uh, just got back to work today. Uh. You know, it was a good, like, pretty slow day, but it was, you know, kind of rainy, which I like rainy days. I'm a big fan of rainy days, you know. Not driving in them as I did today. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. From northern Kentucky. But, yeah, when you're just kind of chilling or, you know, at work or what have you, yeah, a nice rainy day. Oh, be, yeah, yeah. No, solid, what the doctor ordered. I do, yeah. No, I, no, I, I, I definitely enjoy them. The carpenters would love me, you know. Uh, mm. the, the rainy days of Mondays always leave me down or bring me down. Hell rainy yeah. days and Mondays. What happens if what would happen to Karen Carpenter uh, if a rainy day were on a Monday? 
Oh, well, Lord. that was today. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, then I worry about Karen Carpenter. I mean, well, she I worry dead. about her as well. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, I've totally lost track of days. I was about to say before we were still in our cold open. It's been three fucking weeks. It has been three. We recorded weeks. an episode. Yeah, so yeah, good, yeah. Good to yeah, be our, back here. Our, 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 our first one in June. Yeah, since Correct. double or nothing. And yeah. I was going to say, wow. with, Tom, with Tom commenting, you and I both have been on other shows in the last three weeks. Yourself on Ring of Honor Revelry with yeah, Tom oh, and oh my God. here. Um, yeah, I actually listened to the majority of that on my drive back today. Very good stuff. Yeah, no, it was fun. And then uh, I was on the apron bump. Uh, I guess it dro- dropped last week, talking a little progress with old Kyle. That is always a blast. So, yeah, we've we've been doing things. And, yeah, I've just been super busy with my new job and work nights and weekends and late hours and sleep a lot during the day now. So it's just been kind of tougher to get together. And, you know, in the midst of our Vince in the Machine story, right, <laughs> is that, right. that K Carp right there? Yeah, it's Karen Carpenter. Yeah, put her on there. <laughs> oh shit writing the vince and the machine storyline which has been lovely and also the yeah, other yeah. shows you're working on we've yeah. just been busy boys but it's oh good yeah, to be yeah. Back. yeah it's been it's been a very jazzed up june i have to say <laughs> yeah but uh but no it's been uh no it's been good you know but uh but yeah no it's very good to be back um yeah we still need to get and again it's just because because of how busy we've been we need to record in person sometime, damn it. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. It's just a shame. But uh we'll we'll get we'll get there. Um we'll get there. yeah, how was your weekend? I uh I don't I feel like I didn't really talk to you much this weekend. Oh no, uh what did I do this weekend? Um oh Lord. Friday kind of took it easy. Saturday had a big fun night out to eat and did all that. Oh, pr- then... yeah, where you did the pride uh festivities at all? Uh later in the day. Like I like yeah. like like or I weren't I wasn't there like like earlier in the day and I kind of thought it was happening later in the day. You yeah. know, I was kind of a little let down cuz I thought it would be like you would go down there and they would have like street beers, like vendors selling beers like in plastic cups on the street and stuff like that. And it was just kind of more of a parade. Like what yeah. it seemed like in my opinion was like this is sort of like cuz there's a pride thing that's in the Highlands mm-hmm. in uh, September. And that's always like a big thing with like a stage and, and like acts and stuff like that. Um, and this one's kind of more of a parade, like kind of more yeah. of like a, the city, like, you know, this is sort of the city's like official one. And then the one in September is like the big party down one. Um, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. we were, I didn't work till six, but I know they'd basically called a bunch of people in earlier. Oh since- yeah. The parade went right by garage. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. From there to to, to um... and we were definitely like steady busy all day, but it wasn't. I don't think as crazy as anyone thought it would be, but you know, still a solid. Did you, uh, did you guys hit the town that night? We did. Yeah, no, we did that, and then we went to um. Oh lord, it wasn't um. Big bar, and I think I think that was about it. You know, how like was, I said, uh, how sorry? Uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, yeah, I said that was about it. I was just gonna say, uh, what'd you do for uh, Father's Day to celebrate old Rick Rand? Oh well, we uh, we went to Morning Fork for brunch. Where's uh, that? That's what we did. Uh, it's on Frankfurt Avenue. It's where the old North End Cafe used to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, never, no, yeah, never yeah. Went there either, but I'm certainly familiar with. Oh, oh no, oh, oh no, no, yeah, it was not. Yeah, the North End Cafe. Well, I guess they're permanently gone now because they used to like that was the OG location. Then there's one in the Highlands, and now they're both gone. And they used to be, you know, I guess reputable brunch places. Um, 
but yeah, no, we did that. Um, it was me and my mom, my dad, my brother-in-law, because my sister, unfortunately, uh, was on call at the hospital and she had to go in. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. But uh, but no, um, I, I get to hang out with that, and I get to talk to my dad today uh, at work, you know, which is cool. And nice. uh, and yeah, but yeah, you I went I went back to do? NKY yesterday, pretty much right after I woke up at one o'clock, and we just went to my parents' small crew. I had yeah. she, my mom made fillets, which was uh, oh, very tasty. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but it was just me, my mom, my dad, my brother, his wife, and their two kids. So small crew, but very nice, very great meal. Mm. um and then if i sound really good yeah it was awesome um and then i went to tara's family's father's day which they had like 40 people there maybe not quite 40 but definitely a big crowd oh my god i'm eating all of her family although you know jacob finke right rich's buddy yeah yeah. Yeah, so he he and tara are cousins so he and his brother luke were there which was cool because got to hang with them hadn't seen either of them for a bit but but a 40 person thing was it like at a house yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at her parents' house. It was wow. probably more like thirty, but yeah, but still it was though, good, you know, that, that's a big, that's a big old party. Yeah, know? so that was a good time, and then had a doctor's appointment today up there. Hung out with Vetter for briefly, and then came on back in that fucking rain, pretty much the whole drive home. But uh, how's Vetter doing? He's good. He's yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it was a solid, uh, quick little trip up there. I mean, I was only up there less than 24 hours, but back here now and uh, just been watching the old Cincinnati Red Legs. Yeah, they're here. hot as hell. Yeah. Hot as hell, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Currently riding the longest active streak in the major leagues with eight wins. They are winning tonight. Um, and Joey Votto is back. He had a home run, he had a two run single to yeah. just put them back in the lead. So, uh, it's just wild. Uh, Cincinnati sports in general. I oh, mean, yeah. obviously, we've talked at length about the Bengals here on this show. And I know you're probably a little more of a Bengals guy than a Red. Well, it's been harder to be a Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, It's been like lo- like wandering in the wilderness. It's you definitely know, like more in-, in my blood. Like, I've always been more of a Reds fan because I just my grandpa was a baseball player and, you know. Obviously, what what the Bengals have done, taking the city by storm, you know, hard not to love them. But now with Ellie De La Cruz and yeah, this whole band of youngsters, it's been very, very exciting and fun. I mean, they were projected to be the third worst team in all of baseball. And now they're two games over 500 and a half game out of first in the shitty NL Central. But uh, yeah. no reason why we can't compete. It's uh, no, it's no, no reason not fun. to. And like from what I've read, like just a fun team to watch. All yes, time. yes, very young, a lot of chemistry. They're having fun out there. They mm-hmm. clearly love playing together. Uh, it's just it's been very, very cool to see, and something we haven't seen from the Reds in many, many years. I mean, 2012 was the last like great Reds team. You know, they had right. some good couple good seasons after that, but. This level of excitement, I would say, we haven't seen since 2012. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, Tom says Corbin Burns, who's the uh, Brewers pitcher, gave up first six runs in the first. So we may end up in first place after tonight if we can hold on to this win. Yeah. And the broadcast, Tom says, what's up, Bo and Loaf? Hello, hey. mate. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Um but yeah, and then aside from that, FC Cincinnati, first place in the entire MLS, not just the Eastern Conference. The yeah, 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 MLS, yeah, yeah, so tops, yeah, which is it, pretty insane. It is very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. 
You know what's not very exciting to me, and something that we've been putting off talking about, is the return of CM Bunk. As uh, anyone on YouTube today can see my name. And Tom said, and let me get out of the way. Fuck the CM Punk. Funnier if you read in the Iron Sheik voice, which rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Yeah, he passed away, Sheik. you know, about a week and a half ago. It, it, it was on the day that uh, Tom, I recorded. That's right. Uh, the That's right. Yeah. Was, so it would have been that exact last, or two Wednesdays ago. Mm-hmm. Shit. Because it was when yeah. Azar was here. So. JCB, my boy, my Phoenix Flash co-host, loving the CM Bunk. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has heard all of my rantings uh, in this text group. Me, him, Azar, and Tom have. Um, so I, I don't want to get too, too, too deep into this, but he's back. You just watched the promo. I want to yeah, hear did. your thoughts first before I give mine. What did you think of CM Punk's comeback well, in Chicago? Well, you, you got to take it with an asterisk because like, it's a very Healy promo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very healy, like I'm the best. I'm, you know, a superstar. Like, look how, look at me, look how great I am. But then, like, it was to a favorable crowd. Yeah. So, like, there's a bit of like dissonance with that. Um, also, he didn't have the beard and had his head shaved. He looked very like I just got out of prison. Yeah. You know, like he did. Yeah. Like he did. Did he, he did? Yeah. And like, I know it was meant to be off-putting, but, like, I think the dissonance between, like, the crowd and, like, the fact that it was a heel promo made it even more, like, weird and unsettling. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I would take, like, you know, for my, like, limited exposure to all this, and, like, I don't have the history with this guy that you do, but, um, you know, I'd take Kenny and the Bucks over him any day. And um, Hangman, of course. Yeah, and Hangman. Which is yeah, who yeah. he has the most beef with and continues to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, and then he had his big, ba- like, so I assume he's trying to start a feud with Max. I would assume um, so. Which, I, which, 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 like, talk about something. I hope Max, like, smokes him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Max yeah. gives him the Wardlow treatment. When, when Wardlow squashed him, Max squashes Punk. And oh, my God. Minutes. Could you imagine a, a MJF squash match win? Yeah, I would. That'd be wicked. But, yeah, you know, I, I guess my biggest takeaway was just sort of the dissonance, which it was, like, it was very obviously, like, a – heel promo or at least it came off to me in a very oh, obvious way but then, but then the crowd was cheering like it just felt like it was just a very like douchey environment yeah you know, for it it, was, it just <laughs felt like it, more. yeah it just felt like everybody was just like ah fuck it we don't care about anything else that happened yep. you know um and yeah, again and- with chicago you know it's hard to blame you know he's their guy i know our boy tim king was there chicago native resident you know, he still loves CM Punk. I'm not going to get mad at anyone for loving him. I right. just don't anymore. And it, frankly, is kind of hard for me to watch. Well, I, I think it's weird. Like, people there, people are there with their kids. And you kind of know the reality of it where it was like, oh, yeah, he was, like, mad at people at work. Like, imagine, yeah. like, this is a work situation. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, you get mad at people at work, you know, who, like, I don't know, are, like, in a position of power above you. You know, you don't get you and your lackeys together and then go to the fucking water cooler and like and beat them fight up. Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and fight them. Yeah, um, and then like you know, like 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 kids and stuff. You know, I'm sure they don't like fully understand that or fully like you know completely looped in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like that's also part of the, just that whole just kind of symbol clashing vibe of it all. And yeah, like I said, off putting. Yeah, I was angry. This yeah. is how I was. I was. I watched it at about 
230, 245. Like angry not in like a good heel work way. No, no, no. Like transcending wrestling and kayfabe. Like just angry and not wanting to see this guy on my television screen. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I did not watch his match or even really the whole second half of the show because I was just kind of turned off and had a lot of stink on it and uh, just pissed me off. So, uh I uh, decided to not watch anymore because I didn't want to be. I don't. That's not why I watch wrestling. I don't watch wrestling to get actively like upset about things. You know, yeah. beyond the scope of just a great mm-hmm. heel that'll piss yeah. me off. Like obviously that's part of the show. Yeah. This had nothing to do with the show for me. I just did not like it. And you mm-hmm. know, I similarly, you know, I've been not shy about how much of an AEW fanboy I was, especially from the beginning. You know, went to all in, love Kenny, love the Bucks. Hangman's my favorite wrestler. And like obviously the fact that Hangman is kind of the the onus for all of this, and it really just stems back to one comment he made about Colt Cabana and how Punk, you know, when he came in, didn't want Colt there or something. Like that was it. And then from there, everything happened. And even in like an ESPN interview Punk just did, he like called out Hangman. He's like, I, yeah, I didn't feel safe in there with him. I thought he was going to, he was stiffing me. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, fucking get over yourself. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And like Cole, it's like, like that's just sort of like Michael Jordan just being like, yeah, that Judd Butchler. Get him off my team, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that Granted, Punk and Colt have like yeah. a long yeah. history, yeah. That but Bill, still, that, that Bill Cartwright, like, yeah. like, like, get him the Cartwright. fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, and you know, he and Colt were great friends for a long time, and clearly, shit happened that marred that relationship beyond repair. But yeah, I don't remember the exact comment, but Hangman had said something in an interview about Punk essentially just not being welcome of Colt Cabana. And then Punk took that and fucking ran with it. And we don't need to get into any more of that. It's just a shame that like and Moxley said it when he, when he and Punk were feuding and I can't remember it exactly, but it's like the man has a fragile, fragile mind, fragile body, fragile ego, something like that. And that mm-hmm. is like the most true fucking thing that's been said. And yeah, like I said, and you know it, this guy was my favorite fucking wrestler in the world from yeah. 2009 to like 13 or 14 whenever he left. I think it was early 14 mm. when he left WWE. And yeah. it's just, I, I hate that I hate him, but uh, he brought it on himself and uh, at the expense of many wrestlers that I love and a company that I love. Mm. And he put himself and has continued to put himself yeah. in front of all that. And I just, I'm not here for it. Yeah, no. And, and then like that, that promo did everything to like uh, support what you're saying. Exactly. And That's why buoy, it pissed buoy, me to, off to, so to, much. To, to, to buoy that. And it was like, you know, unashamed, unabashed. Yep. You know, like, like it was. It Tell was me all, when I'm telling lies uh, yeah, the whole yeah. fucking time, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It was all that. And it was just, uh, yeah it was a whole like what a way to like begin that too because like i know they like wanted ratings you know i know this is like and and, like what a way to like start it off because like especially like do you want to like all your wwe stands like do you want to like shave these guys off to like be able to like watch the first episode of your new um your new show like that's a way to do it Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah you know just kind of kind of gross and exploitative yeah yeah, that is it, so. 
let me see what else so i don't obviously you didn't see anything beyond that the look of the show was cool like it had a different stage set up yeah. elton john theme song i thought was cool yeah i think that's cool yeah kevin kelly and nigel mcginnis on commentary fucking love that so again I'm not going to sit here and say I'm never watching Collision or whatever. But, like, again, I just had no interest in watching something that I felt was going to upset me. So, you know, I'm – that's where I'm at currently with Punk. Obviously, like, if I'm watching something live and he's is he going to be Is he going to be on Dynamite or is he going to be mainly a Collision? I, I think mainly Collision, but I'm sure he'll be on Dynamite at points. But like with Collision being on Saturdays and I work every Saturday night, like I'm rarely ever going to be watching it live. But like, of course, if I hear he has a great match or, you know, like if it's a pay-per-view and I'm watching, I'm not going to fucking get up and walk away. Like it's not that deep. But like, yeah. again, we're just personally, like, why would I want to keep watching something that's upsetting me when oh, I yeah. watch wrestling to laugh and have fun and be Marvel and everything like it just doesn't fit what I want right now. So my choice is going to be to abstain. Yeah. Um, at least for the time being. So, but, so what do you, uh, what, what, what do you think? And I guess like, you know, where do you think this is going to be headed for like all in and stuff like that with Punk? And like, even you, Forbidden you no Door. Forbidden, Forbidden Door yeah. was fucking six days away. Like they'd been teasing something with he and Kenta, but Kenta apparently shut that down. I mean, who knows? There's only four announced matches. And we're six days away. Obviously, a lot will come to light on Dynamite. And this is kind of how the build happened last year, too. And there were a lot of people that got hurt or couldn't make it in the country that kind of affected things. It's going to be a fucking awesome show. Mm -hmm. Where Punk fits in, your guess is as good as mine, six yeah. days out. Um, or, or even if they do that, you know, even if that's yeah. Thing, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, clearly with that red bag he had and talking about you know he was never beaten even though mox beat him in like two minutes that one time which was fucking tight um yeah i mean i agree with you it clearly seems like he's got his sights set on old max yeah. um unfortunately well again their feud last year early last year was amazing it was incredible it was one of the best feuds in aew before he decided to become an asshole. So, again, yeah, I'm not going to sit and here I, and say I, I don't want to see it because I think it could be good, but I don't want to see it right now, right out of the gate at all. Well, yeah, and I mean, wouldn't that interrupt Max's feud with Adam Cole? You know, like yeah. we had that kind of stoked a bit. Um, so, Which yeah, their match, I'm, and I know you didn't watch Dynamite, but their match, they kicked it off. Uh, it was a 30-minute draw. Yeah. It was an eliminator match, so it wasn't for the title, but it actually it worked out brilliantly and, like, Seemed like Cole was going to win, and as the ref came down for the three count, the time limit expired. Oh, wow. So it was very well done. Loved the match. Mm -hmm. Cole's best match in AEW, probably. Um, but given that it went the draw, yes, I assume you know they're going to have a real title match yeah, sooner yeah. than later. But Max is defending against uh, the ace, former ace, really, of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's you know certainly in the twilight of his career, but can have great matches still mm -hmm. and that will be very very interesting because mjf has basically refused you know mm -hmm. saying like he's below me why would i be defending the belt against him so <sighs> i'm sure there'll be some interesting things on wednesday but yeah in terms of punk's immediate future not sure yeah. and i probably won't be watching a ton of it here right out of the gate but i'll certainly be hearing about it I, but, I get you man um but yeah 
like I said, uh, the rest of Collision, I did watch Buddy Matthews and Andrade had a really good match that I went four stars on. And, yeah, I did like the presentation. Like I said, I love Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness. So I'm not down on the whole show. I'm just down on CM Bunk, and uh, that is what it is. But let's transition into something a little better. A better promo, which, like, yes. yes. Lexington, so, Kentucky, right? right yes, yeah. that's right. And actually, I want to give a quick shout out to our guy Eric, who is the father of our friend Slow Count, who we've seen at oh, is multiple. He he, yeah, they were there. That he texted me. Uh, we've seen these guys at multiple shows, both here in Louisville and in Lexington. Um, and he, I've been meaning to do this for. I keep forgetting. He has a podcast himself. I think I told you about it. He said they've mentioned us a few times. Uh, they're on. You can find them on Facebook. It is called Beers, Bourbon, and Body Slams. I told him I'd put them over. So here you go, Eric. Uh, I'll be sure is to it, check. Is that is that him and slow, the young slow count himself? I don't know if I would guess not, since he's a kid. Is it, and probably and it's beers and bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I would guess it's probably he and one of his buddies. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe slow count's sucking him down with them. Who knows? He's probably what like fourteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I'll say this about slow count: the, between the first time I saw him at Impact and then the second time we saw him in Lexington, he grew up. He grew yeah. up. Yeah, he totally did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he I still don't spurt. know his actual name, even though I, we've been told it. But I know yeah. Eric is the father. Beers, bourbon, body slams. Check yeah. him out on Facebook, and hopefully we'll run into you guys again on the road. But, yes, yeah. they were at the SmackDown in Lexington, Kentucky. That's, that's their, that's their uh, hometown, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. yeah. Where we didn't watch the whole show, but I had, of course, seen what had happened, and we've talked a lot about the Bloodline stuff, and obviously this was a major, mm -hmm. major moment in that um, with Jay Uso officially leaving and joining with his brother Jimmy and a very, very nice build-up to that moment. I specifically loved the very brief interaction between Jay and Sammy, like right before he went out there, no words were spoken. They just kind of looked at each other, and that was that. Yep. Um, and then the reveal itself, I thought, was perfect. Oh yeah, um, I'm out, and so are you. And then he turns and, or no, you're out, and so am I. And then yeah. he turns and that was it was legitimately like like it, the result wasn't surprising, but the way in which it was done, like had like a. Very exclamation point stuff. And that's been this whole fucking feud, man. Like, it's been mm -hmm. executed so well. Like, right. it is, it's one of the best WWE stories ever, I think. You know, it's been going on for well over a year at this. I mean, it really started getting hot when Sammy came in the fold, which I think was about a year ago, which is about when I started watching WWE again. So, it's just been incredible twists and turns, drama, you know, mm -hmm. great matches yeah. as well. Um, but I guess we can now say the bloodline is crumbled. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it appears Roman Solo and the wise man Paul Heyman are sticking together. And I think, I don't know if it's official, but I think, and I can look it up, that it's the Usos versus Roman and Solo at Money in the Bank, which should be very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what'd you think? Uh, we just basically, there's like a 10-minute video on SmackDown, on YouTube, on WWE's YouTube that kind of recapped the whole thing that you and I both watched. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, what'd you think of everything and kind of how it played out? Yeah, there were lots of just, you know, obviously there, there were the big seeds planted with the Usos and stuff. But I also noticed, like, like Roman bossing around like Paul Heyman like that, you know. Yeah, like, yeah that hasn't yeah. been seen a whole lot. No, yeah, it hasn't been seen a whole lot. Just, you know, sort of him treating him like that and, 
just the looks too, because Paul Heyman didn't immediately come to his events. He kind of just stood there shocked. And even Solo Satake, you know, yeah. was like very uh I don't know. Like I feel like there's more crumbling to be to, to be had. You yeah, know, and I mean and, he and, and is the Uso's real brother as well. So like if they're sticking you know, the actual blood here. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. And maybe this all ends up with Roman, you know, being completely solo, don't pardon the pun, uh, on his own, alone, and that's when he ends up dropping the belt. I mean, that obviously kind of makes sense in the scope of everything here. But, yeah, yeah it's just brilliant. It's been amazing. And uh, can't the tag match is official. I just looked it up. So uh, nice. July 1st, Money is, in the Bank is, in is London. That, is that, is that going to headline? Uh, I would assume, but there's also Seth versus Finn for the new world championship. Um, Cody versus Dominic Mysterio. I'll just fill out the card here. Uh, Cody versus how did that come to pass? <laughs> it just happened on Raw. He had some like promos with the Judgment Day and shit. And I guess Sick. since Cody Brock three won't happen till SummerSlam, at least gives him something to do. Yeah, in the month in between. Uh, we've got the women's money in the bank, Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, and then it says Bailey or Shotzi, EO Sky, Raquel Rodriguez, or Trish Stratus. And then the men's Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and Logan oh. Paul. That okay. should be very I, yeah, because I saw he was coming back tonight on Raw. Yeah. Um, so that should be very interesting. I really like that mix of guys in that men's match for sure. Yeah, Ricochet, uh, yeah. No, that's an interesting mix too. Look, you know, no, 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 there. You know, Logan Paul's going to do something nuts off a ladder. Yeah, no, no obvious winner. In that, no, you know? not yeah, at yeah. all. No, not obvious at all. Winner. Yeah, I would say L.A. Knight probably the favorite, just because you know he's really been getting over, and I think he could do some really good things holding that briefcase. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else bloodline here before we kind of uh, move on? Not in particular, but yeah, I mean just. Just again, just great stuff. Great yeah, promos, absolutely. And I know. didn't even say it up front, but the bulk of today's show will be reviewing the first ever Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which was also my first ever live pay-per-view I attended, which was Money in the Bank 2010 in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's when I was living in Des Moines, Iowa, and my brother lived in Omaha, Nebraska at the time. So we, uh, we all went together and a buddy of mine from work at the time. So we'll get into that uh after these messages from our friends at manscaped i'm pulling up right now. <laughs> oh we're at back to smooth sack summer huh yeah let's go back to smooth sack summer hell yeah all right well do you got it pulled up yes sir all right well if you haven't heard already it's smooth sack summer whether you're playing in the summer sun or when you're playing in the summer sun make sure you're escaped from pubes to bum that's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DBB. Tell them what's in store for smooth, sma- <laughs> smooth sack Summer. Smooth, smooth smack boiled summer features <laughs> the man pack performance package 4.0. It's got everything you need to prepare that summer vibe. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. 
And their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer within the performance package 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Mm. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi function on off switch, which can engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Mm. And did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, lake, shower, ocean, pond, ice water. This razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Could you imagine shaving in a pond? Oh, yeah. oh God. Or in a swamp. Is it swamp proof? <laughs> oh, uh, but it's not bog proof, ladies and gentlemen. I'll say that. It, no, it's it swamp proof, but not, a, not in a bog. Stay out of the bogs, baby. Stay out, stay out of the bog. Keep your hog out of the bog. <laughs> Keep your hog out of the bog. Yeah, now they have your perfect haircut. Use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness even at the hottest summer barbecues. More importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to stay cool in the heat with the soothing aloe vera formula. It's the best in the business for below the waist freshness. And this clear drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package for putting out the Manscaped boxers in the shed travel bag. Love the shed. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months? Yes. <laughs> Take a look at the Shears 2.0 Luxury Ooh. Nail Grooming Kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with Shears 2.0. Mm. Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. Your balls will thank you. Yes, they will. Just stay out of the bog. Stay out of the bog. Keep that hog out of that bog. Okay. Money in the bank 2010. Uh, it's been eight days since we watched this. We got together mm-hmm. uh, last Correct. Sunday and uh, rehashed this. Uh, old Teets came along, too. He enjoyed himself. Yes, but I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, like I said, this was uh, my first pay per view, which is very exciting at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. Also, the only time I've been to Kansas City, and it was a very quick in and out trip. But uh, yeah. I certainly liked what I saw. You said you've been there before, right? Oh yeah, now I'm a big Kansas City fan. Okay, not no. not not their football team, but no, the, no the city. No. Yeah, yeah, no, their football no, team can no. eat Jack, but yeah, yeah, yeah it can eat Jack. Uh, but yeah, we start with <clears throat> one of two men's Money in the Bank ladder matches. This was before they had the women's ladder match. So the SmackDown Money in the Bank match, probably the best match of the night. We had, and before I get into this, like there were so many guys in AEW on this show. In this match, I think there's like four or five alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a lot has changed in uh, 13 years in the world yeah. of wrestling. But Kane. Defeats Christian, Cody Rhodes, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Matt Hardy, and your favorite, The Big Show. Yes. In 26 minutes, 17 seconds. So I did take some notes, mostly just on this match. Um, yeah, but I, mean, how- I, mean, I mean, this was the big, like, chaos, you know, like a big, oh, yeah. fun, wild pay-per-view match, you know. And your boy, The Big Show, was definitely uh, – just one of the general like highlights and biggest factors throughout this match starting and getting a big laugh out of us like just a few minutes in when he tried to climb the ladder and the rung just fucking broke just broke yeah <laughs> just completely broke 
And like, like we, um, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and pull this up. Tom, I have not eaten at Oklahoma Joe's or Casey, so I'll have to like take note of that. Mm. We're thinking it, but um, anywho, um, yeah, uh, no, um, eight days off the mine, so like <laughs> taking a minute to, to 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 dredge it all back up, but but no, I mean like this, uh, no, this was a lot of fun. The big show definitely was a factor until it got buried under ladders. Yeah, you know, <laughs> heaps of them. Yeah, and then he just kind of laid there under him, you know. Yep. Um, but no, this was the, the um, this was a lot of fun. Like great, like you know, high up ladder spots, you know. Um, yeah, like, like Kofi Kingston, the boom drop off the ladder on the. I think it was Drew McIntyre on yeah. the table. And Drew McIntyre looking weird during that age, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, Cody obviously looking very young as well, you know, like in his third third year in WWE, maybe fourth. Um, but yeah, definitely some young looking dudes. Other than Matt Hardy, who looked the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He still looked the same. We were talking about how he hates he he, he um, loves wearing his shirts. Like yeah, we said he must off. have an Audi belly button, and that's why. Oh he yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then we started googling like percentage of people. I don't even know how we got on the conversation, but we're like, gotta be like ten percent or less of the population that have Audis, and I think it was like ten percent. Yeah. But... Yeah, and there are plenty of pictures of Matt Hardy shirt shirtless. Let me. Tell oh you. yeah, I, yeah. I he's Googled definitely it. yeah, he's definitely wrestled shirtless. Plenty, but, but, but. Yeah, there, but there came a point in time, yeah, where um, he uh, was like sleeveless shirts all the way. But yeah, that Kofi move specifically was awesome, and that was like not like we were sitting behind the announce tables where that happened. Obviously, you know, not right there, like probably thirty plus yeah. rows up. But that was a really really cool moment live. Um. I'll just run through the few notes I have here. Christian got tossed onto Big Show on the outside. Uh, at one point, Big Show, like, trucked through a ladder. And, uh, oh, yeah, and he pushed Dolph off and, like, caught him in one fell swoop with the choke slam, which yeah. was really cool. And then, after breaking that ladder, Big Show brings out that big gold son of a bitch that he just cannot get in the ring for the life of him. No, we can't. <laughs> like, you yeah. can tell oh, yeah, yeah. how much he was actually well, struggling it, it, with it, that. It, well, we were debating, like, is there an easier way? Because he, like, what was, like, he kept trying to pull it in. And I kept yeah. thinking, I'm like, your pushing muscles are stronger than your pulling muscles. Yeah. Because with your pushing muscles, you get to use your entire, like, you know. Because I thought, like, maybe, like, it would be better if he, like, were out of the ring and pushed it up and over. Yeah. But no, he yep. pulled it, which, which let, seemed to lead to more struggle. But I mean, he oh, eventually yeah. put it off, you know, pun intended. But yeah, it definitely took quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but yeah, he eventually was able to kind of, like you said, push it uh, or pull it up and get it on the rope. Yeah. And then once it was on the rope, he was able to pull it in. But yeah, definitely a, a, a tough moment for the big man. Because again, like I said, you could tell real how physically like tough that was for him. Oh, yeah. So. yeah literally, like just. And probably I mean, not something you rehearsed. Since yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. Fucking oh, yeah. It was like double studded, you know, like. Yeah. You know, and, um, I hope Paul White never works for Sherman Williams or any sort of painting company <laughs> like that. Because, like, you know. That would be good. No, you'd have um, some problems on your hands. Cody had gotten that little step ladder out, remember, and like hammered it to the ankle of the big show not mm -hmm. too long after that. Um, I have Cody did a drop kick to Kofi, which popped teats. Uh -huh. <laughs> Remember, you got a nice chuckle out of that. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. They cover Big Show with all the ladders. Then Kane kind of started dominating everyone, choke slamming everyone. There was that mad dash up the ladder with everyone. 
Um, yeah, the end was really exciting. Uh, Dolph like climbed up over top of Kane at one point. I remember Dolph was screaming a lot. Like, ah! <laughs> we were geeking out. Um, yeah, Kane banged him against the ladder. They both fell. Dolph more screaming, and then he gets tossed onto the ladders onto Big Show. Um, Kofi then gets choke slammed onto the ladders by Kane, and then remember they go up the ramp, and there's that like van, and he like lawn darted Cody into the back of the van. So Kane was just on a on one here. Um, and then you have Matt Hardy and Christian, you know, from the old Hardy boys, Edge and Christian ladder match days. So they have their moments. So everyone kind of got like their moment getting close to the briefcase towards the end. Right. Um, and they both fell hard after fighting up there for a while. And then it's McIntyre and Kane and Kane choke slams Drew off the ladder and yep. gets the dub. And then we see the fire and that ugly red light that you loved so much that came on uh, yep. right after. It was but, obscuring uh, the wonderful John Deere colors, which we had a big old. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think Money in the Bank still has it has its John green Deere. Yellow. Yeah, yeah. The, the green. I think they like at least judging from the logo that I have pulled up for 2023, it seems like they've muted it. But yeah, yeah th but this year was very John Deere, Seattle Supersonics, you name it. Do you like tractors or do you like former basketball teams? Yep. Yeah. And then that spurred a conversation of, you know, what what all sports teams have green and yellow as their uh, aesthetic. And but it yeah, took us a minute to come up with the Packers. What did, but, uh, Packers, yeah, Oakland A's, and then like Baylor and Oregon and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, and then the old Supersonics, of course. The like old Supersonics, said. yeah. But – uh yeah, definitely, like I said, a very fun, very fun, chaotic, exciting uh, opening money in the bank match. But, yeah, just what do you think just in general, you know, seeing these guys when they're younger, seeing your boy Big Show and kind of seeing Kane dominate out there. But, yeah, what do you think just overall? I, know, I, thought, I thought this was just like, you know, it wasn't like like – high form like you'd see like an AEW one because it had like a good mix but I think you know a good mix is really sort of um you know what what really I think makes this made it fun you know especially seeing a lot of people that I knew um you know just kind of in early yeah. phases of their career um was was very entertaining for me absolutely yeah like I said great great stuff very fun match to be in the crowd for as well next match uh the Divas Championship we had uh, Alicia Fox defeat Eve Torres in five minutes, 52 seconds. Uh, what do you remember about this? <laughs> Drinking White Claws. <laughs> That's what I remember about that. Not a lot. I mean, well, I remember you talking about the Divas Championship and just kind of like the, you know. Like just it, kind it, of just the see general lack of respect well, and seriousness you yeah, know, yeah, for yeah, the women. yeah 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 for the women and like just how it just sort of seemed marketed toward like like in the same way that like barbie dolls are marketed towards you know it seemed yeah. like it was just sort of done in a very like unabashed uh on a second time i used that word or whatever uh kind of <laughs> way uh but yeah you know like i said yeah it was not taken entirely seriously and just seemed like more of a, a check a checkbox yep. obligatory thing yeah. And yeah, first of two women's championship matches on this show. But yeah, both of them, like this one, like I said, got five and change. 
The other one got just under four minutes. So, yeah, again, not a lot of time given, not a lot of seriousness treated with these matches. You know, nothing memorable, like I said. So that's just kind of the state of women's wrestling in WWE in 2010. So um, let's just move on to – oh, actually, I had – we it was ah, god i can't talk it was either right after that first match or right after this match we had the backstage uh phone call with jack swagger and his dad remember that (laughs) and he ultimately remember he was on the phone with his dad or with his mom with his mom i'm sorry it took me a second to remember who jack swagger was jake hager yes Uh, yes, there we go but no, yeah, it was with him, his mom. He was talking to his mom about his dad because his dad had been on SmackDown, right? And it kind of been a part of this story of late. And uh, he and told no, his no, mom no. to shut up on you the know, phone. Oh yeah, just like Dominic Mysterio. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but he was like, yeah, it was very high school uh, drama club audition level. And I know. noted that uh, this happened in Freedom Hall, and uh, the oh. SmackDown right before was in Freedom Hall um here in louisville and yeah it was a lot like the dominic mysterio situation we noted that he even said quote dad got what he deserved he's trying to steal my spotlight but yeah in the course of it he told his mom to shut up and then at the end of the promo michael cole comes back and says who tells their mom to shut up which if you recall caused me to spit beer out he tells her mom to shout out. Yeah, just the way he said it and the abruptness. It was just very, very. I'm funny. like Michael Cole. I'm sure you did that when you were ten. You know, when your mom yeah. was like, "You can't go to like, like what, what would, what would a 1970s kid's punishment be?" You know, yeah, grounding of some kind, or you can't go see Jaws or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I actually jumped ahead on the matches. So the next match was the. Unified WWE tag title and world tag title match between the Hart Dynasty of David Hart Smith and Tyson Kidd against a very young, very early in their career, Usos. And specifically, we noted that Jay Uso has uh, certainly slimmed down a bit and, you know, gotten in better shape. Jimmy's always been a little heavier of the two, but Jay was quite husky here as well. Yeah. Um, Five minutes, 53 seconds on the match, but good action while it lasted. Um, There was one, like, running butt to the face from one of the Usos into the corner that, like, hammered David Hart Smith. Um, You had obviously never seen the Hart Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember Tyson's kid's hair? Oh, yeah. Was that that the British? Oh, no, that was not the the British Bulldog son, right? No, no, no. He was the one with the shaved head and just Oh, oh, yeah, with, like, the gelled up. Yeah, that was just abysmal hair, like. Who yeah. told him that em- looked good? Embarrassing. But like yeah. I said, he was a great wrestler. Mm. Had his career ended short, unfortunately, from Mimosa Joe. But he's still but, been but, a... Was he the one who got in trouble for um, the same thing Brett Favre? No, that was... Um, that was D.B. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, very just solid six-minute match here. You know, like I said, good action. Nothing to write home about. Um, the Usos obviously not quite there yet, but starting to get there. But any uh, any memories of this? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, no, not in particular. But I mean, I remember it being like a pretty like solid, you know, especially like seeing the Usos like early on. Like that was just kind of another treat. Yeah, you know, just kind absolutely. of seeing, just kind of seeing their sort of early form without the Polynesian. Yeah, just very standard, like light blue wrestling, like matching yeah, light yeah, blue yeah. and black trunks type. Well, of and it's always fun to see, like, kind of like where they were at and like 
I guess you really didn't see too much here that like sort of seeded their, you know, future sort of wrestling. Yeah. Character. I mean, it wasn't really long enough to really glean too much, yeah. but they look good. And yeah, uh, they did so look did good. the hard dynasty, but again, it was only six minutes, so you can only really uh, accomplish so much, but yeah, solid little match indeed. Yeah, and yeah, I fun to get a glimpse back at the Usos beginning, especially with how relevant they are right now. So, Oh yeah. Big time. And then the next match, which was surprisingly quite good um, for the World Heavyweight Championship, Rey Mysterio retains, defeating Jack Swagger in 10 minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, this was a lot better than I remembered it. Like I, like I said, I, this was a long time ago, 13 years. I've definitely rewatched the show since then, but it's been a while. But this match definitely held up a lot better than I thought. Again, not super long, 1045. But uh, it was a lot of uh, fucking swagger assaulting the leg and ankle of Ray for to set up right. an ankle lock. Um, and Ray kind of, you know, obviously playing the underdog, trying to escape, getting whatever counters and high flying moves in he can. Mm. And he ends it with the old Eddie Guerrero trope, yeah. loosening his boot while in the ankle lock. And uh, I think he ended slipping up at, slipping out of it. Yeah, and then yeah. Hit, I think he hit the 619 in the splash for the mm -hmm. victory, if I recall correctly. But yeah, a rock-solid, surprisingly, world championship match between these two. Yeah. As I had mentioned to you, Swagger had won the money in the bank at that year's WrestleMania, which was the last time they had it at WrestleMania before it became its own thing. Um, and he had already won and lost the championship by this point. Um Oh, yeah. That's surprising. He's a WWE champion. I know. It was surprising when it happened, too. Um, but, you know, he was obviously presented better yeah. than he is now. And well, yeah, well, yeah, he you know, is what he is. And, 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 like, what happened with that? Like, why is he, I guess, as a former WWE champion, you know, kind of what? He's just not that good. He's just yeah. not that good. Yeah, and did, <laughs> like you've seen him, you know. But eventually, just think like, oh yeah, here's the big guy. We'll get him to intimidate and. We'll yeah, I mean, he's obviously big and got a. You know, he was kind of playing. He was a legitimate All American in college wrestling, so there's that too. Uh, his, I told you his name was the All American American. So like, he was a legit great college wrestler, big dude. You know, pretty good looking guy. Yep. But just never really could talk. And, you know, he's a so solid worker. Definitely better back then than he is now. I mean, now yep. he's just kind of relegated to, you know, he's like a lower mid-card guy and just part of the jazz. And he likes right. his hat and everything. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say this has definitely got to be one of the better matches in his career. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I've seen of him, too. Because, I mean, I mean, what I remember mostly from WWE outside of being a stooge for Jericho is, like, Wardlow and all that yeah. stuff, you know, which, yeah. which like some of that was pretty good. You know, they had the MMA, like the octagon gimmick match, you know, and that stuff was like kind of fun, you know, as a series. But yeah, this yeah. at least in terms of like just sort of wrestling stuff, definitely I high just, watermark there. Yeah, I just pulled up his cage match. Mm -hmm. It is his fourth highest rated singles match. Uh -huh. There's one against Christian in 2009 on ECW. Interesting. One against Sami Zayn on NXT in 2013. So he must have gone down there for a bit. Yeah. And one against another against Christian from 2009. That's right. Cause he was, they kind of feuded over the ECW title for a bit, but I don't really remember yeah. the matches very well. But anyway, uh, 
a very nice showing from Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jake Hager here. But that was not all. Um, he, nope. after the bell, after Ray wins, he's pissed off, obviously, about the boot. And he continues to assault Ray, puts the ankle lock back on. Uh, Kane comes down and actually runs him out. Yep. And little did we know, just a few minutes later, he comes back out with the briefcase, with a ref, and becomes the first ever person to win the money in the bank and cash it in on that same night successfully. And again, being there in the building, it was thrilling. It was awesome. Because um, especially, I, I, I forgot how they had played it, where Kane actually came out to help Ray because yeah. he was a baby face at yeah, the and time. They, and then they brought him back out. Yeah, like, yep. you know, kind of a... Because, yeah, he came nice out with no there. entrance music, no briefcase. He just run down to basically beat up Swagger, get him out of there. And then yeah. Ray's celebrating with the belt for a couple of minutes. And that's when the you get the red lights, the fire. He comes mm-hmm. back. Right. Ref, briefcase, and he is the new champion. And I believe this was a full a heel turn for him, which guys like Kane and Big Show turned about a million times throughout their career. But yeah. Kane actually did have a nice little, you know, a solid little run around this time. Um, you know, it wasn't the best era of wrestling around this time for sure. But you know, I I got back in in two thousand nine, so I'll still kind of always look back semi fondly at two thousand nine ten era, but. Um, yeah, anything else to add about the match or the cash-in after? No, 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 I mean, you know, it was, like, you know, done in, like, a pretty, like, deliberate but exciting way, I thought, you know. Um, yeah, no, I thought the match was, like, especially, like, for um, – God, I wanted to call him Jake something there, but, uh, but JK, <laughs> JK, you know, he was uh, – yeah, I mean, that, like, you know, a big clash of styles there, but they made it work, and then, you know, yeah, obviously the exciting thing at the end. Yep. So, yeah, you know, and interesting that it happened kind of like in the dead center of the show. Yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. You know, we kind of got that out of the way. And then, like, I don't know, like, like, like normally I, you would think like having that tension throughout the whole show would be good. You know, to be like, oh, like when's someone going to run in and have mm-hmm. their money in the bank and cash in and do their thing. Um, but uh, it was kind of nice to get that out of the way because then I feel yeah. like we got to focus on other shit. And at this point, like I said, like that was not something that had ever happened. So you certainly weren't expecting it at all either. So I think for it to still happen kind of to round out the first half of the show, so to speak, again, was just very cool and surprising being there. So cool. All right. Now I got to get back to the show since I had got on Jake Hager's cage match. Okay, so Kane did defeat Rey Mysterio in 53 seconds. And then we follow up with Layla defeating Kelly Kelly, the woman so twice. <laughs> the woman so nice, they named her twice. And yeah. uh, I remember you noted that she had an, a Sonya Blade uh, she look did. to her with that she kind did. of oh. forest green. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the fire there. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was very much um, inspired by her. Maybe Sonya Blade was inspired by her. Mm. But yeah, this one even shorter than the last women's match. I'm this was Lay Cool, so Layla and Michelle McCool, who was I mentioned to you, Undertaker's wife, that tall blonde. They were just fucking up all the women at this time, and she, I feel like she got involved multiple times and helped Layla get the win, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, that'd be that. I, if you've got nothing to add, not in particular. No, I mean like it was just flash in the pan. Yes precisely um 
Yes. Then we have the second Money in the Bank ladder match, which was also very good, but mm-hmm. maybe a tick below the first one uh, with The Miz really getting his. Yes, he was uh, U.S. champ at this point, but this was definitely the biggest moment for The Miz to this point in his career. Oh, yeah. Defeating Chris Jericho, Edge, Evan Bourne, John Morrison, Mark Henry, well, well. <laughs> Randy Orton, and the criminal Ted DiBiase in 20 minutes, 27 seconds. So got, you know, six and a half minutes shorter than the other one as but well. Still, but still a good one, though. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and in a different way, too, especially with like the Miz's story. Yeah. You know, Kane, sort of like a, a titan of kind of, you know, I mean, attitude era guy. So, obviously kind of coming in and winning that sort of, you know, with the legacy and stuff, but, uh, um, but yeah, the Miz, it's sort of the up and coming, like underdog, like heel underdog kind of thing. Yep. You know, which is sort of a interesting because like, you know, I can really get behind those guys, but you know that they're, you know, heel guys, you know, they're not, it's not like baby face stuff, but, uh, but no, I thought the Miz, uh, played that to perfection. Yeah, and he cut that, you know, promo right after the match, pretty yeah. much got the mic, still very serious, you know, like, I'm the Miz, and I'm awesome, you know, like, talking very kind of, like, very, undertone, very, almost very like, like a whisper. Like, MJF's, very, like, very much like that, like, the, I'm better than you, I'm great, you know, like, it was that, like, on-the-nose stuff that MJF does, you know, um, in terms of just, like, content you know mjf doesn't do the whispery thing but i'm awesome i'm great this is my you know like like it it, it, you know it reminded me long been some comparisons between those two oh for sure mjf you know he's not on another level but uh the miz uh certainly paved the way that's for sure but yeah what'd you think of old uh evan Bourne, aka matt seidel you know he got a nice little showcase in this match flying around he did well it's weird because like I've seen him in a lot of matches, but I have a hard time registering what he looks like because I know he has like long hair and he didn't have long hair in this. Yeah, back then he you know, it was just pretty short, tight. Yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. Like, like, and I know he's not a jobber, but like in my mind, you know, whenever I'm like, oh, here comes Matt Seidel, I'm like, yeah, you know, because like, he's semi jobberish in eight. Yeah, he's he, been getting he, a little more love in Ring of Honor these days, and I right. haven't been watching quite as much. But yeah, I mean, in terms of actual AEW television, he was never. I mean, he maybe challenged for like the international title or yeah. TNT title at some point. I don't even remember, yeah. but yeah. He's... But, 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 but like respectable and stuff, but yeah, yeah. you know, it was, it was he's a good, of... he's a heck of a worker, you know, yeah. guys never really been a great promo dude, but like he can certainly wrestle. That's for yeah, sure. A hundred percent. No, I thought he was a, uh, yeah, no, I thought he was great. I thought Jericho was fun. I mean, this was like definitely a, like a little I guess more star power in this one with Jericho, there, 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 Orton, Edge. There was, and like just kind of just bet, like you know, better, I guess, just in ring stuff versus like drama. Like the last one yeah. kind of had a little bit more drama outside of just like the Miz at the very end, kind of like coming in and you know, um, cutting yeah, the this one was a little and, more and like grounded of a ladder match, you know, le- mm-hmm. a little, you know, all ladder matches are chaotic, but not anyone getting buried in ladders or flying around everywhere. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Less like, you know, obvious like story beats and kind of just more just fun back and forth wrestling stuff. You know, honestly, I'd say like, I, I know I had said in the beginning that like the first one kind of had its centerpiece thing, but I would, I'd probably prefer this one. Yeah. Over the first one. I think I like the first one a little better, but I'd probably go four and a quarter stars on both. I think Meltzer went four on both, but yeah, that was back before he really kind of puffed up his ratings a little bit. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of good shit in here. Do you want to 
You got anything to say about old Ted DiBiase Jr.? Uh, <laughs> no, I, well, I remember whenever he came out, I was like, oh, isn't he like a um, T-Tit era wrestler? And you're like, no, nah, it's his son. And yeah. you're talking about how he's going to go to jail for like 10 years. And I was like, oh, I boy. think it might be longer than that. Longer than that. But yeah, no, yeah, it looks like he's like, you know, taking the hit for old Brett Favre there or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he looked the part at least, but, you know. And interesting that he came out with Maurice, who is now the Miz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was him. Who, who yeah, was that him. was, I'd kind of forgotten about that partnership, which remember Maurice actually got in the ring at one point and like climbed up the ladder now that now that I mention it. What, like, what, what was the background on that? Like, was she like cheating on him or something? Or what was the, what was the story there? Well, so she had, she had, I think even in real life, her and the Miz were not together yet at that oh, point. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like this is still probably about the time they were getting together, but like uh, her and DiBiase were just on screen paired together. Cause I know I told you that he, Cody and Randy Orton were a trio known as the legacy. Cause all their yeah. fathers were WWE superstars as well. Uh-huh. Um, so they had recently broke up in early 2010 um, and did like a triple threat amongst them at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so I think this was just kind of his new gimmick. So so Cody was dashing Cody Rhodes. Remember, they right. had like the mirror uh, um, when you would come out. So yeah, I guess the thing they did with him was pair him with Maurice. Um, but yeah, I know he or it was a lot of Orton towards the end. Yeah, if I recall correctly. I think he and the Miz were kind of battling it out up there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Reds. Uh, they have it's top of the ninth. They're runners on the corners for the Rockies up one. Reds are up one, no outs, and he's gotten two. So hopefully oh, they wow. can hold on here. Oh, yeah, hopefully not. Um, I feel like Mark Henry did something pretty funny oh. at some point, but I can't remember it. I'm, yeah, I can't remember I'm, it either. Yeah. I'm kind of scrolling through TJR here to see if I can find it, but I don't know if he had just like put oh okay mark henry started the match by punching everybody as they tried to take him down so yeah i do kind of remember that you lined him up you know yeah 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 i feel like there might have been something else but anywho yeah another just damn solid fun come on make the play one sec ball game nine in a row baby wild america's fucking team which is very funny because we called the Nets America's team in 2018 as a joke. Yeah. And Chris on our like text group said the Reds are America's team now, like three days before Jonathan India proclaimed that. And now it's like actually become a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, now, yeah. Now it's like, you know, the, the meme is taking on its own life. Yeah. Pretty wild. Longest winning streak since July of 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah. I saw that the other day on, on a ticker. Yeah. Yep, I mean, that, that was 10 games, so they'll be looking to match that tomorrow. Was that the last time since the COVID year that we made the playoff? They made the wild card, like, when it was just a one-game wild card game against the Pirates. So it was oh, oh, yeah, 13 yeah. 13 or 14. I remember we got Indy's chicken that day, and, and Johnny Cueto just, like, Cueto, Cueto just fucking unraveled. I remember they were, like, cheering shit at him, and, yeah, yeah. it was tough. But I don't think – there's, oh no, we did make it in COVID 2020. Where yeah, that's was, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During, sorry, during, 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 during that weird like. I thought like, you meant pre-COVID, but yeah, we did make it. No, no, it was, no, yeah, it was no, a two, yeah. best two out of three. Yeah, yeah. The and we got shut season. out by the Braves in both games. It was yeah. brutal. Yeah, I only had like one, one. Only had like two hits between the. Yeah, the first and game and went to like 15 innings before it was nothing, nothing in like 15 innings. Um, so that's kind of a forgettable 
playoff run, but it did. Yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, yeah was, it was a COVID season too. You know, like yeah, a lot of it was literally days. two. It was two months of a Pretty season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but no, this is fucking awesome. Very, very, very exciting stuff. But um, we are just left with the main event, which. You know, was pretty average, not a bad match, but kind of long and uninspiring. Um, and that was Sheamus defeating yes. John Cena inside a steel cage in 23 minutes, one second. The story here was the whole Nexus thing, which I explained to you some, but not really a ton. So the Nexus was the original NXT class, which right. I think okay. I told you this before. You did, yeah, yeah. NXT started as like a game show. Almost. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the format of it was almost like a game show. So it was uh-huh. like these eight guys, and they each were paired with a pro, another wrestler. Yeah, so it was like, like a who, mentor. Who, it's like who's going to make it to the main wrestler? Yeah, and they that had to like good. go through like challenges and contests. It was actually kind of tight because it was just That's so, so cool. different. It was so different and weird and like kind of gimmicky, um, but still written. Like, I think it was who was it? It was The Miz and Daniel Bryan, I think. And like that storyline continued once Bryan came up. Um, he also, I don't know if you know this, there was a whole, it was the when Nexus like invaded Raw for their debut essentially and like tore up the ring and everything. Yeah. And fucking Danielson choked the dapper yapper, Justin Roberts. Oh, what did he do? With his tie and actually legitimately got fired for it. Like, really? I think Mattel was like one of the big, the toy companies, like one of the big sponsors at the time. And they were like, nope, that can't happen. No, yeah, we don't want And this was like everyone, you know, Danielson had done everything in Ring of Honor, was already known as one of the best wrestlers in the world. I had never seen him. Cause I didn't yeah. watch ring of honor, but I was, I, at least... was that, was that planned in kayfabe or did he just kind of, no, no, this was real. Like he got fired and then they ended up bringing him back at SummerSlam that year. Yeah. So that would have been right after this pay-per-view. So yeah, he wasn't part of that group here. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this was like a real thing that was pretty wild. Um, and even like, I can't remember what he did, but when Danielson came to <sighs> AEW, he might have like grabbed Robert's tie or something at one point. Like he gave a shout out to that moment, which was pretty cool. But anyway, they basically, you know, we saw the video package. They would just run roughshod over anyone and everything. You know, they were a united group of eight, then it became seven, and they were just fucking up anyone and everyone in their path. Yeah. Um, but um, it just didn't really end up work. Like it it was so hot when it first happened, and this mm-hmm. This show, this match was it was still pretty new, um, but it just kind of fumbled the, the execution. Like I, so, that SummerSlam when Danielson came back, he came back on Team Cena as a babyface, and it was one of those scenarios where Cena beat like three people on his own to end up winning the match, and it was just a horrible, horrible booking decision. Yeah, um, and I remember I ordered that pay per view is when I was living in Des Moines, the SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which would have yeah. been the month after this. I ordered it, and it fucking sucked yeah. um i was pissed i spent the 50 bucks on it i mean the danielson moment was really cool and i think bret hart was even in the match it was like a seven on seven or eight on eight or whatever it was mm-hmm. um but yeah it just nexus had so much promise and just never really clicked like wade barrett you know who's now the smackdown commentator was definitely like the biggest star mm-hmm. that kind of came out of this not including danielson of course 
Um, and he'd had several title matches with Cena, had a long feud with Cena like that fall of 2010, but never won the belt. Like this was the era of the super Cena booking. And when Ooh. no one really liked Cena because he was Superman, he won yeah. every time and it just wasn't interesting or exciting. Right. Um, so anyway, that's kind of a thing, uh, just a little backstory. Okay. But gotcha. yeah, because those guys seem like kind of goobers. Yeah, they, that's they yeah. kind of are. Yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. I'm trying it's, to think any of them that are still re- Heath, who was the one who had like the long orange hair. He's an impact now. We've seen him a couple of times. Fucking Ryback was one. He gone. Michael Tarver. He was like the most non-factor of all of them. Um, Justin Gabriel. Yeah, I was kind of in Ring of Honor as PJ Black for a while. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. No one really got over from this. Like Barrett had a little bit of a run, but then he, I think he stopped wrestling due to concussions and whatnot. But no one really got over as a result other than Danielson, and he was already out of the group. So, 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 um, I have the the Nexus pulled up in my Wikipedia. So, CM Punk was one of their leaders at some point. At some point, yeah, they had like the new Nexus. Yeah, 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 because their motto. So, uh, under Wade Barrett, their motto is "You're either Nexus or you're against us." You know, (laughs) you're either Nexus or against us. But even worse, (laughs) even even worse, CM Punk's is just faith with an exclamation point. (laughs) Uh, so much. Who? So, do you have all the members pulled up there? Uh, let's scroll on down. Um, yeah, I guess that. Um, so the the um the ones who are I guess were fairly OG June seventh, twenty ten. Wade Barrett, the first leader. Daniel Bryan, Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, Michael Tarver, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, and David Otunga. Yeah, what a horrible list. So <laughs> at least Darren Young is now Fred yeah. Rosser. He's a New Japan Strong. He's also the first openly gay wrestler, which is cool. Yep. Um, but, yeah, really no one other than Danielson and kind of Wade Barrett really got anything out of that. So, oh, shit, I missed uh, some broadcast comments earlier. Back to yeah, Ray. Yeah, fire him um, out, yeah. I love the way Ray sold it. Yeah, he was awesome in that match. The Miz took the belt from Orton in November. Yeah, I think I kind of remember that. And then I don't know what he was talking. Oh, oh, yes. It was definitely a good alternative to Tough Enough. So Tough Enough was like the OG, like wrestling game, sh- reality show. I guess game show is kind of the wrong term here. But like mm-hmm. where, you know, you come in and there's contests and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it was like the OG. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then, then so, they, did, and then then they C- did the core. Sorry, the core. C-O-R-R-E was like the offshoot of Nexus, and it was okay. even worse. <laughs> well, well, so so I guess Cena joined him October the 3rd, 2010, in 2010 Hell in a Cell. Yeah, because he was forced to after losing to Barrett. Yeah, so again, that was all like interesting stuff. You know, Cena had to wear the Nexus armband and fall in line under wade barrett but it, they just should have had barrett fucking well, win the and, title. Well, well, well then after that their ranks ballooned with husky Har- bray wyatt yeah yeah husky harris yeah that's and, right and, and then michael mcgillicuddy yeah which is curtis <laughs> he became curtis axel is the son of uh mr I perfect know, i didn't know mcgillicuddy was like i always thought like, thought <laughs> mcgillicuddy is like a name like if you like are making up a name <laughs> Like we had McGill- a kid McGill- went to school with a Kevin McGillicuddy. He got expelled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, what but, he, for it? but he was tight. Oh, uh, vandalizing another school. Sick. And I think it was like strike three for him. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we had CM Punk, second leader, December 2010, July 2011. And then Mason Ryan. Oh, 
God, that guy sucked. He, everyone kind of thought he was going to, he kind of looked like Batista, like just fucking shredded and jacked and huge. But the guy just sucked at wrestling. Like Karrion Cross, kind of. Even way worse. Way, way worse. worse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He couldn't lace Karrion Cross's boots. And that's saying something. Wow. That's saying something. Oh, um, now, now, now he's working at Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> that's fucking tough. He's probably like holding up people because oh, he's pro- so big and strong. Probably. Yeah. And doesn't have to talk. But yeah. Anywho, about the match. Yeah, about the match. It's really not like a circle all the way back in here. Yeah, like I said, it's 23 minutes. There was some decent action. It was pretty plodding, you know, kind of slow. Yeah, and and, and you had like the climby out thing. Yeah, you could win by pinfall submission or escape, um, which I don't really like. I like it when it's just either escape or pin or submission. I don't really like both. And I prefer the escape because I think it's more exciting um well i know i brought this match up we'll have to review it when we're into SummerSlam season soon uh 1994 mm-hmm. bret hart versus owen hart one of the best if not the best cage matches of all time it is escape the cage it's that old blue cage mm-hmm. that i showed you the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. never seen yeah so. the one the one with like the like the not the diamond mesh yeah but like the yeah. square grid yep. Yeah. yep 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 um but yeah, like I said, the story here, it really wasn't even about Sheamus, who was the champion. It was This was all about Nexus and Cena. Yeah. Um, Sheamus really kind of, remember, they were both kind of climbing down on opposite sides. Yeah, yeah. One, one of them just made it down faster. Sheamus you know? made yeah, it down. Did, and like, yeah. there were Nexus members almost kind of trying to detract both of them from coming down, which didn't really make sense. No. But Sheamus got down. And remember, he just skedaddled his way through the crowd. And that was that. Yep. And then was I that? think, was there a Nexus beatdown of Cena, I think? I don't even know. Yeah, remember. I think there was. And then somebody come out. Yeah, I mean, I think they were all out by the end of the but, match. But, but somebody came out to protect Cena, right? Uh, mm, let me see. Let's see. At, um, after the match, Cena attacked Darren Young and Tarver at ringside and walked away with Tarver's Nexus arm man. Okay. Okay. So oh, yeah. Like, and there yeah, was like yeah. the subtle, he was just kind of like looking at it type of yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. So that was some foreshadowing because he yeah, did end up joining after losing thought, Wade yeah, he considered it, you know. But yeah, overall a fun show. And yeah, fun... no, I no, I think so too. Like a fun, like a good fun, like not blow you out of the water pay per view, but like yeah. a good fun pay per view just to like kind of sit down on a Sunday. And yeah, drink through. some white claws and yes. smoke some bowls and have a good time, and we sure did. Um, yep. Yeah, like I like we said, care largely carried by the two ladder matches, mm. but that Swagger Mysterio match definitely very solid. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're just wanting to fire up this show for some money in the bank nostalgia, I would suggest the two ladder matches, Ray versus Swagger, and let's throw in the Hart Dynasty versus the Usos because it's short, and uh, if you've never seen the Usos in the very early part of their career, here you go. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd give the show a let's call it a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would say so, like a good seven point five. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we don't really rate shows here, but uh, hey, yeah. and yeah, um, was with, was with my brother and my buddy Q, and one funny moment, real quick. So yeah, yeah, Q, yeah. he was a co. I interned with him at the Iowa Cubs that summer. He was a couple years younger, a big wrestling fan too. Very just vibrant, fun, loving guy. And he'd never met my brother before. 
so he and I drove from Des Moines to Omaha and then met my brother. And then we drove from Omaha to Kansas city. And at oh, one well, point, so you know, it was a bit of a hike. Yeah. yeah. And at one point during that's the not show, a one-to-one thing, you got to no, go They're kind of equidistant. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you, you got to go West and then South yes. essentially like directly yeah. both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, at one point, I think it was during the first ladder match and I can't remember it at all when it happened, but like, I was fired up about something, and I guess Q was, like, giving my brother high fives behind my back. <laughs> Just something he and I have always laughed about. And Q, if you're out there great. listening, I know he's listened to some of the earlier episodes. You. I hope you're doing well. I miss you, buddy. Take care. I think he's got two kids now. But, yeah, he's oh, still, man, uh, still out uh-huh. in Iowa. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude. But, uh, good deal. Yeah, any uh, just kind of final thoughts on this whole uh, show here? No, we got a big weekend. We got a big LCD sound system fun weekend in Columbus. So uh, we got Forbidden Door as well. Forbidden Door too. So actually, we have a gigantoid weekend. We got a big. Yeah, yeah, we'll be hung over as shit watching. Oh god! (laughs) I would say pretty sure I'll be in Louisville because we haven't. This is probably just conversation for off here, but I figure me, you, and Teets will ride up together. Yeah, 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 but no, we'll 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 all do that because uh, we're gonna be at the um, uh, like I said, we're gonna be about a ten minute walk from the AC. Yeah, yeah that yeah. place was like five hundred bucks, and I was just like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, yeah. So I found a place about half as much. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but it'll be close. It'll be tight. It'll be good. Yep, that'll be exciting. Um, I guess we'll probably be back next Monday with the yep. Forbidden Door review. Hopefully, and some story stuff. You Vince know, in the Machine Part Three. I think yeah. we're very close on that. Yeah, the so. script's there. We just got to get our voice actors. If you're one of them, <laughs> oh, get ready. You know, yeah. Yes. Um. Thank you, Brocast, for all your comments and yeah. Tom and JCB and everyone else earlier. Um, oops, no, I, 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 I didn't I even mean to do that. Such a shitty logo. No, 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 no. I did. I did. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that I, was I, the I, core. It was. I, awful. I, I, have you seen their logo? Oh yeah, it sucked. Here, is there any way I could like copy and paste it into this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It looked really bad. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it break sucked. It. And just yeah, core spelled C O R R E. Well, yeah. And and then they had clearly a Nexus rehash that was worse. Well, and then they have the um. You know, like like the Buddhist um, circle, it, yeah. it, it it looks like the helm of a ship. Yeah, they have that. You know, which, I, which yeah. it just feels so inappropriate to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, look, well, I guess it looks like that, and like the you know the Imperial wheel or the uh, for the Empire in Star Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's that. like a mix between the Buddhist wheel and that. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah, should be a very, very fun weekend for us coming up here. Yeah, I'll be working from tomorrow to Friday and then uh, off Saturday, Sunday, and hopefully Monday again. But uh, I don't know yet. So yeah, cool, tight, great. This was fun. I'm glad we're back. Um, Hopefully we will be with a little more consistency now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a chance we've at least rumbled about going up to SummerSlam, which is Detroit. Just what about six hours from Louisville? I know I think it's like four and change from Cincy. So yeah, yeah, I would say maybe something like six. Uh we can find out now. So we have not locked that in yet, but I'm kind of eyeing that as like a big I'd like to do one big like wrestling trip yeah. in a year. Five, five and a half. Okay. Five thirty seven yeah. specifically. So that's possible, but uh yeah. Well uh obviously money in the bank is coming up soon, so that'll yes. be we'll be reviewing that the weekend after Forbidden Door. So uh yeah, tight. 
Anything else before we get on out of here? No. Uh... Oh. Fuck CM Punk. Yeah, fuck CM Punk. What a ding dong. Yeah, what a fucking ding ding. Dong. Dong. Bong. Bong.